Have you ever met someone for coffee or tea and are just really blown away by the connection you have with them, their authenticity, their willingness to be vulnerable? Well, that's a little bit what my experience is that I'm sharing with you today. Hi, my name is Beth Reese. I'm the founder of Yoginho Yoga for Youth and host of the oh Amazing Way podcast. And I'm so excited to share with you this conversation between myself and Jody Golda Commator. Now, she is the founder of the First Kids Yoga Studio and founder of Next Generation Kids Yoga. There's so much that we cover in our time together, and I'm so glad that you're here and you're going to drop in with us. Now, this podcast is powered by Yoginos Yoga for Youth, and some of the ways that you can join in supporting this work is to hop online on our website, yoginos.com, where you can sign up to receive information, free resources to share with other people around our initiative, Flower Power by Five. And by that, we are hoping to share Flower Power Breath, the tool, with all children around the world by the time they're five years old. You can also hop in and check out our online curriculum and lessons and join that. And we're also going to be having transcripts from our podcasts available on there as well. So that's yoginews.com, and I hope to see you over there. All right, without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jody Golda. And Jordan, take it away. When I was six years old and started hurling chairs at my mom, Dr. Beth Reese, in the dining court of the Salt Lake City Airport, she knew something was up. Hi, this is Jordan, and I'm one of her three awesome kids. Soon after that day at the airport, my mom learned that her daughter, me, had sensory processing disorder considered by many to be a spectrum disorder. My mom spent years searching and researching for tools to help me pause, center myself, create who I really am, and then press play. Thus, she developed Flower Power Breath, which I still use to this day in college, and she also found a passion for helping others find their way through the means of yoga. The Amazing Way podcast synthesizes over two decades of my mom's work, bringing mindfulness, mental hygiene, and yoga on and off the mat to teachers, parents, and families in homes, classrooms, schools, and beyond. This podcast offers practical ideas and tools for integrating research-based self-regulation tools into daily life. Take it from me, you want to check this podcast out. Yeah, baby. Hi, I'm Beth Reese, founder of Yoginos Yoga for Youth and host of the Oh Amazing Way podcast. And so Jody Golda Commodore is here in the online studio, although let me tell you what, for the last... 12 years, I feel like she's been here in my heart, and really, I, you really have. How are you today? Oh, Beth. I feel like I want to call you Bessie. Did you know that actually my birth middle name was is Beth? No. Yes. So we have that in common. Um, so, Bessie, Beth, I am so delighted to be here with you, and thank you so much for the invitation, and I'm just can't wait to drop in with you and have a sweet conversation. Thank you. Yeah. And um, when, so before I always start recording, I, we visit, I visit with whoever I'm having a conversation with. And so, so Jody and I've only met like once in person at a national yoga kids conference. And thank you to all the people who make that happen. Mm -hmm. And there's this 
feeling of, I think, mutual connectivity. And in like the first 10 seconds coming online, we just, I mean, my heart welled up, my eyes welled up. And just to have this opportunity to be with you and be in conversation with you about practices and teachings and the possibility of transformation for youth and teachers and parents. I'm so honored you're here. Thank you. It's mutual. Yeah. And let's, uh, let's do take a moment, Jody and friends listening and pause for three, perhaps three flower power breaths or three big belly breaths and just really get present to this beautiful space and time together. And so if you're sitting somewhere like not driving, where you can close your eyes, please do so. And if that's comfortable for you. And if you want to put a belly, a belly, put a hand on your heart and belly. And just turn your attention to your breath. And let's breathe in through our nose. Perhaps imagine you're smelling a beautiful flower, allowing your belly and then chest and lungs to expand. And exhaling slowly, letting go of anything you don't need, letting your shoulders soften, breathing in when you're ready, allowing your belly to grow like a birthday balloon. Exhaling with an ah. One more time, nice breath in. Breathing in the beauty and light and all that you are. And exhaling, sharing that amazing grace inside of you with the world. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, always, always amazing just to pause in the day and take a few breaths. So, um, so I already said to Jody, I feel like we have like five episodes to record. Uh, so today we're going to record one and, and start with that. And so as I mentioned, um, you know, when I started Yoginos, I, um, I thought, oh, I must be crazy, kids yoga. And when I Googled it, and Google was, you know, invented by then. Um, and, you know, a handful of kids yoga programs came up. And of course, Jody's uh, next generation yoga program came up and i remember in that moment jody doesn't even know this like feeling like okay i'm not crazy and look at this beautiful program and there's and this and just this sense of like there's room there's space for all of our voices and of course now there are hundreds of kids yoga programs and sometimes even when people ask me and i'm sure you've gotten this question too jody people say well are you worried about the competition and I'm like, you know what? There are enough kids on this planet and families and teachers that if it isn't my voice, if it's someone's voice, great. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's no shortage of kids. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> Last time we went back. So for those of you, like the five of you out there, just kidding, um, but who aren't familiar with Jody Golda's amazing work, I want to share with you a little bit of her background, and then we're going to dive right into hearing um, her share some really beautiful um, stories and give us additional background and just more about who she is. So Jody Golda Kamator is the, am I saying your last name right? 
Kamator, you got it. Yeah. Kamator. Okay. I was like, want to check. Um, she's the founder of Next Generation Yoga, NGY, the first kids yoga studio in the world. Okay. Like if that isn't just the bomb, I don't know what is. Thank you for that. Yeah. My pleasure. Inspired by her background in education, Jodi Golda started Next Generation Yoga in 1998 in New York City, a company she operated for 21 years. While in leadership at NGY, Jodi Golda developed and implemented school and community-based programs, U.S. and international teacher trainings, and multidimensional online offerings. Of course, she didn't do any of this alone and proud of the badass teachers, trainers, and team with whom she hired, collaborated, and grew NGY. During her season as CEO of NGY, Jodi Golda celebrated many successes, including authoring The Complete Idiot's Guide to Yoga with Kids, receiving multiple features in renowned media sources, starring in yoga videos with Gaim and Comcast on demand, winning the Kids Yoga Service Award from the National Kids Yoga Conference, and dearest to her heart, leading a volunteer service project in Kenya, and certifying 100 plus Africa yoga project teachers in next generation yoga methodology. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Ah. Ah. And yet Jody Golda recognizes and values the law of change. And in May of 2019, she passed the baton and sold next generation yoga. Her passion for mentoring kids yoga entrepreneurs remain strong, and she's the organizer of a non-competitive, like-minded international business group called the Biz of Kids Yoga. Through the Biz of Kids Yoga, Jodi Golda provides private and group coaching to kids yoga and mindfulness professionals. She currently lives in the California Bay Area, and when she's not business coaching or in my podcast, she can be found practicing the Arts of unwinding, romping in nature, spending quality time with loved ones, and performing random acts of kindness. Her main focus now, searching for the right and perfect location for an upcoming sabbatical. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that, that's so all so inspiring. When, when you think about how, how you started on this path up until this point, and when, you know, they often say that we don't find yoga, yoga finds us. Mm-hmm. Would you share with us how, what was it for you, your experience when yoga found you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for, um, well, for being you, for the invitation to be here, for honoring my new name as I'm in this big transition and um, newly identifying as Jody Golda. Um, I am um, claiming my Hebrew name, so thank you for that honor. Um, and for this gorgeous question around how did yoga find me? And as we on the path, most you know, most all of us, I can imagine, um, believe that like there's no mistakes, right? Like there's, and when I, as I look back on my path and my journey, like it is so, like I never in the in million years would have predicted that I would start NGY out of my apartment in New York City, build it to what it was, and then sell it, like never in a million years. And so um, I was introduced to yoga as a teenager by my parents. And um, 
I was about 15 years old. It was in Spire Island, um, which is a sweet island off of the coast of Long Island where there's no cars, there's, so there's no motorized vehicles. You have to take a ferry to get there. And my parents always summered out there. Um, they were in a community primarily of, um, primarily a gay community. And my parents, I think, were like, you know, a small percentage of heterosexuals. And so my mom, who was always a little bit ahead of the, her time, she's just super cool, um, was, had hired or had found a friend of hers and, you know, was asked them to come and uh, teach a private yoga class to her and my father. French man named Denny. And so I was coming out there you know, during the summer um, when I was about 15. And Denny, this French man, was, you know, teaching my parents yoga. And I thought it was just the weirdest thing ever. I mean, he was like, breathe in from your head to your toes. I mean, literally, that's the joke. Like, we still remember. So I was just like, you guys are weird. You do your thing. And then one, one sunset. One, like, gorgeous sunset when they're out on the dock of the bay and they're practicing. I got this thing. I was like, that looks really good. You know, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, that looks really good. So I I joined them and I tried it. And probably like you, Beth, and probably like most listeners, like that first class that hooks you. I mean, I know very few people who are like, I hated it my first class. There are some. And but that first class was that one that really hooked me that had me be like oh my goodness like I feel this in my body I felt calm I felt in my power I felt centered I mean I really truly remember this feeling and so through resistance I came I became a yes and then I do remember coming back to Jersey in the fall and there was a Jack the Lane club pretty much walking distance from my house and they had yoga classes there, which were, you know, interesting. But I would walk to the Jacqueline Club and I sought out yoga. And that continued on. So 15, then I went to, um, I spent my freshman year of college at Syracuse University. And I remember they, ha- they offered yoga way back then. And so I was like, I sought it out myself um, because of the way it actually made me feel in my body and my mind. Like I felt like I was like, this is medicine. I felt really calm. So that was like my first early experience. So I really have a ton of gratitude to my parents who I feel like were the invitation. They were the, um, and, and it's funny because my, my mom continues to be, she's like this little witch. She just sent me this article. I'm not going to reveal what it is, but she just sent me this article. I was like, is she telling me something like for my next, you know, rendition? So. Anyway, so yes, it was due to my parents, Fire Island, Denny. That, that, I love that. And then what also popped into my head is people often ask me, I have three kids and like, oh, your kids must, you know, they must do a lot of yoga. And it's like, well, like they do, they don't do a lot of yoga on the mat. In fact, if you ask them, of course, you'd get a really strong teenager eye roll, like eye roll asana. Um, Awesome. (laughs) And right. And there is people do there is a way of their being that um, that I say they they practice a lot of yoga off the mat. So um, so speaking of kids yoga, Jody, would you take us to the kind of the moment or moments when the universe whispered to you, "All right, here you go. Here's a path, kids yoga. Let's do it." What was yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, following the um, 
like my passion, right? So originally I thought I was super interested in nutrition and um, this was as, you know, as I was getting ready to go off to college, I registered at Syracuse for nutrition. And my senior year in high school, I was required to do some uh, 80 hours of volunteer work. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pick. And I did, I worked with um, a preschool um, for children with Down syndrome. And I fell in love. Like literally to this day, I still like, if I were to have kids, which I'm most likely not, um, I was like, I, I've always have been like, I want a, a child with, with Down syndrome. And so for, for all the reasons, and if you know, you know. Um, and I immediately, when I, when I realized my passion here, I shifted my um, area of focus from nutrition to special education. So here I am going through yoga, right? I'm practicing asana yoga, um, and I'm studying special education. And upon graduating, um, my fourth year, which actually I wound up finishing up at NYU in Manhattan. Um, and I'm still like any jobs that I'm doing is, you know, babysitting or it's, you know, I volunteered at a, at a, um, at this preschool, but then I also got an, uh, an assistant teaching job while I was in college at another school. So I was continuing, you know, down the path of education with children, simultaneously practicing yoga. I get out of college. I go right into teaching in the classroom in New York city, um, for three years. And again, I'm still like following, I'm like, I'm like doing yoga, like, you know, almost every day at this point, because it's very, you know, in Manhattan, where there's more accessibility to classes. And in my third year, I'm feeling a little bit burned out and, you know, just chasing the kids. <laughs> like, this is, it's hard, you know, special ed, as I'm sure many of your listeners know. Um, and I found, actually, here it goes, it was my mother, I should name her Rookie. Her name is Rookie. She's by no means a rookie. I mean, she is a rookie, but she's got like, so my third year, I'm home over Thanksgiving for um, Thanksgiving um, dinner. And my mom was resting on the couch in between cooking and she's reading Yoga Journal magazine. And she says to me, I hear her, I'm like in the other room. She says, Jody, she's Jewish and from Brooklyn. Come here, you gotta see this. And she like pulls me over. And I'm just going to grab this article because this is the one she sent me. She's like, check this out. That's amazing. And that you still have the article. No, so this is the article that she just sent me for this. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so she, she shows me this article and, and it's basically, um, it was an article with an advertisement for yoga for the special child with Sonia Sumar. And so she's like, these are your two things. You got to do this, right? And so it's yoga with, with kids with special needs. And so, of course, I took her advice and I registered for training in um, that summer after my third year. So it was June um, 1998. And I literally, Beth, I remember, as I'm sure you and many of your listeners remember, like that moment when you're in that training and you're like, I want to be her. You know, like I literally remember saying about Shiba Kami being like, I want to be her. Like she was, she was this light and she had such purpose and dharma and, you know, she just, she held this space and I wanted to like do this similar work of working with children with special needs and with, you know, and also leading trainings. And I was like, I saw myself. And so literally after that 10 day training, I made a phone call to my parents and I called the director of my school. 
And I said, I'm not going to go back into the classroom. I want to pursue teaching yoga to kids with special needs. And I had no business background. I knew no, I had no idea how I was going to do this, but I was, I was very clear. That was, that was it. That's, I really, I, um, I often say that like the universe was whispering to me to start a kid yoga business. And I would like try to brush that bird off my shoulder, like, stop it. You know, like a, like a mosquito. right? Like, and then finally it was like, okay, you know, and once I said, yes, it was like, I mean, I really hear what you're saying. It's like everything opened up. Um, one thing I just want to, I want to circle back to that you said, I think it's so important and it sounds like, it's something that continues and it's, it's, a, it's around rookie, your mom. I love yeah. that you named her for us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And how she has been obviously not just the source for your life. So thank you rookie for that. But con- and continued to be a listening for really who you and your authentic self is mm-hmm. like, here are the two things you like, this is what you should do. And how, like that really takes a listening, even as a parent of your kids to honor and love who their authentic self is. Yeah. Um, this, this may seem sort of tangential, but is there anything else you want to say about that? Cause there's something so tender and sweet about that. Yeah, I think what's coming up for me, and as again, she sent me this article today, I just got it today, she sent it a while ago, but um, I just opened the envelope today, um, is that, yes, she has the listening, right? Like she has the vision and the, the love, right, as a parent does for their child and sees their, their um, authentic self. But it's also, is the child willing to listen to the parent? Mm. And that I think is, is one of the key points. It's not, it's not like, oh, mom, you know, it's like, no, but it's like, are we willing to put our, you know, our story or stuff about our relationship with our mom and just actually listen? Because mom, they, they do know best. You know, our parents know us. They know us. And so I think that that's really what I just wanted to add to the mm. tenderness. You know, and there's so many parts of, of yoga, right? Yoga off the mat, whether that's self-study or just cultivating your senses that really comes into play in that and in loving relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Being willing to be in communication and, and have that kind of listening. I love it. I love it. So, um, and thank you. And again, thank you, Rookie. Yeah. Thank you, Rookie. Before we go to break, one more thing I'm curious about. So... And I know that there's there's a bit out there about all that you've done, which is, you know, and I, it isn't that I want to skip over it because it's so flipping fantastic. And again, like who you've been for the last 21 years. And of course, I'm so excited to be with you in the next, you know, 50 years. Um, I wonder, though, Jody, when you think about when you started Next Generation Yoga and in these 21 years and you've, you know, passed pass this on and sold the business. What would you say are maybe two or three of the most, I mean, you can put whatever adjective you want, whether it's most surprising, most fantastic, most uh, whatever, you know, transformations or changes in the business. What were those most maybe surprising things or different things that you would have imagined happened in those 21 years? Mm. 
I mean, and you're talking specifically about my business. Or cat, let's, we could do kids yoga in general. Like, yeah. However you want to well, answer that question. <laughs> you know, Beth, before, yeah, before we, we start, started the recording, we were talking about like, you know, how the industry has, has grown and has changed and what a fun conversation that that would be. And I, I mean, it's unbelievable to have been at the forefront, you know, along with Marsha Wenig of Yoga Kids and Sonia Sumar, Yoga Special Child and Chakra Karkalsa, a Radiant Child, like to be so like with those women and and they're mostly still rocking and all three of those businesses are still, you know, are still in existence and they're still influencing. And as you said, there's like hundreds, actually, I think there's like thousands of, you know, mini kids yoga businesses and, and not even just mini, but like they're like healthy, you know, including your own. Um, and I would just say like watching the wave that has, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like a wildfire and it really has caught on and it's not, you know, it's not just in the U S but it's, you know, in Europe, in Australia, in Asia, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously, you know, where it comes from. Right. So it's, I mean, it has really, really, really grown and into schools, into studios as, as a part of, um, like you said, your own children, you know, as part of like your own children who are not just doing asana because we all know, right? I mean, you know, when I was a kid, like sure, yoga was asana. And for so many people, yoga is asana and it's just this practice and it's a workout and that's fine. Um, but as, as you know, and, um, and I know, and, and I'm sure so many of your listeners know, yoga is not just asana. And, and so I love that it has become, you know, now, um, I feel like I've seen like the, um, the culture of mindfulness has impacted so many um, children's home life, school life, community life. And this is how we are going to make the world a better place. I feel like through this yoga and mindfulness, um, education, emotional intelligence, um, education, like really, like we're doing really good work and so I just want to say like I've watched it grow and that's really the, the piece that stands out to me and, and it's happening it's really really happening yeah and I mean I remember when um and I started about 10 years behind you and and it was almost like yoga in schools was like a bad word or like uh -huh. it was so like unobtainable like I remember thinking I'm not even writing that on my business plan because it's never going to happen and it's so beautiful how so many schools have, you know, it's, it's now part of curriculums and schools are hiring yoga teachers. Any, um, do you have any thoughts on seeing that wave? Yeah. Um, you know, I've also seen the bumps probably like you're describing, you know, yeah. of like the resistance, like we can't call it yoga and there's still some bumps, like there are still some communities and, um, schools that are no to, inclusive and I've been a part of some of those you know the whole Encinitas that was not next generation yoga but like I, I was very close and, and watched that whole thing right um, happen and and you know I think I think what I'll say about that is that that's going to happen no matter what you know no matter what it is you know just fill in the blank you know it could be um 
music, karate, ed- sex education, whatever it is, it's, there's going to be some resistance somewhere because that's what, you know, our culture thrives on and that's what happens. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we just, we keep going. I mean, I, I have stepped, you know, away, as you know, from, from next generation yoga. Um, but I think that it is um, something that like, you know, I always keep saying we're like, well, right at the tipping point. Like, I think we're at the tipping point. I so get that. I so get that. Well, hey, Jody, let's take a quick break. And then, um, and you've like perfectly teed up the second half. Um, Would love to hear about your, this whole space around choosing to um, step away from next generation yoga and sort of your, your yogic practice around that and hear a little bit about what's next for you. Great. All right. We will be right back. Interested in learning more about making good choices for yourself, others, and the universe on and off the yoga mat? Hi, this is Grace, one of Beth's awesome kids, and I want you to know that my mom's resources and programs with Yoginos, Yoga for Youth, have your back. Be amazing and check out the trainings, award-winning bilingual resources, licensee program, and one-on-one coaching opportunities with my mom, Beth at yoginos.com that's y-o-g-i-n-o-s.com now back to you mom hi welcome back to the oh amazing way podcast i am beth reese and i'm here with jody golda Kamator, and we are talking about kids yoga um life transitions and i'm so excited you're here in the second half and we're going to hear more about what jody golda um some recent changes in her life and i can't can't wait to hear more and she's actually going to start us off and help us all drop back into this second half so jody take it away thanks Beth. okay so one of my favorite um, ways to drop in and get super present that um, is found in many of the next generation yoga teacher trainings that we offer is a five senses, little short, little meditation. So if it's comfortable for you and you're available to, you can go ahead and close your eyes. And let's take a breath in together through the nose and an exhale out through the mouth. And closing the lips, bringing your attention and your awareness to your sense of taste and just swallow and taste the flavor in your mouth. And just noticing it without a judgment. And then breathing through your nose and noticing your sense of smell here. And again, just noticing. Allowing that to go and bring your awareness to your sense of hearing, listening to any sounds, my voice, any other nearby, far away sounds. And turning your awareness to your sense of sight and the eyes are closed. Just notice what you see, even with the eyes closed or if you have them open, noticing what you're seeing.
And finally turning the awareness to the sense of feeling. So if you're seated, just notice the sensation of whatever you're experiencing with your hips and your legs and your bottom touching the seat. Or maybe you feel your clothes touching your skin or your feet inside any shoes or if you're barefoot with them on the floor. Noticing. And allowing all of this to just dissolve to letting it go and taking another breath in together universally wherever you are we're together. And when it feels good for you, it open up the eyes and taking in this beautiful sight. And here we are. That was lovely. Like I feel super calm in my body sensations of change in this lovely way. And um, I feel I would be remiss if I just didn't put in a little, you know, underscore that for um, teachers and parents who maybe sometimes think that to add in mindfulness or yoga on or off the mat would take up so much time or time away from teachings. Like really, the and there's so much research there that just that time that uh, Jody Golda just took to lead us through that those, you know, three, four minutes, those are really such a game changer in transforming people's accessibility to cultivate, you know, how they want to respond to something and instead of just react. So I just had to like underscore that. It was lovely. Thank you. You're so welcome. I echo all of that, like small little thing, a big impact. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, Miss Jody Golda, you have um, gone through a, um, I mean, I often say like every breath is a transition, is a new beginning. Mm-hmm. So there are those transitions in life, and then there are some bigger ones um, starting school, moving, marrying, divorce, life passing. And in our um, in our lives, in terms of what we are, how we how we are here to serve, and what we do in terms of of, of work and service, you have just had you are you know just experiencing one of the biggest life transitions of having you know created you know this business next generation next generation yoga, you know it. It started driving. It went to college. I mean, it was 21. It could start drinking. <laughs> it's legal. Right, Legally. legally. Thank you. You know, 21 years and, and all the things that you created and contributed to the world through it. And it came to you that it was time to transition and do something else. And I know I have been sitting on the, in fact, the day I reached out to you, like I have a whole list of people I want to be on the podcast. Of course, you're on the list. And the day I saw you post that it was coming, remember I reached out and I was like, yeah. okay, <laughs> like, come join me. Yeah. Um, Jody, would you share with us uh, whatever you're willing to share about mm-hmm. the path that led to this, this space 
um, anything about uh, the business side of it. And of course, myself and others curious, um, what's next? What's next? Yeah, thank you again. Thank you for the sweet invitation and the space to share. You know, I haven't, I haven't shared a tremendous amount other than you know the bits and pieces on on through email blasts and social media. But it it feels good to have a a platform to um, share with you and and your your listeners and to thank you everyone who cares enough to be listening um because it's big it's no joke to have this 21 year um child right and to you know put her up for adoption or you know pass her along to another and it's like she got married <laughs> she got married i married her off yeah it's good it's so good it's so good um and i do feel so blessed i feel blessed for the willingness to listen because like you I heard that whisper it started about six years ago when I first moved to the San Francisco Bay Area um and I I heard like I think it's time like it's time to to do something different it's time to you know and I ignored it I was like not me like I did not listening to that voice because this is you know this is all I know literally I mean I taught for three years in, in the classroom but and so I really ignored the voice for a good three years. Like really, like I struggled with it or, or there was a few confidants that I would share, you know, this thought with, but I, I couldn't talk about it without getting super emotional about it. Um, and so, you know, I didn't really know what it was about except for that I started actually also at the same time as this voice came in was that I was started to do mentorship for kids yoga and mindfulness entrepreneurs like similar to you and me and people who are like already well in their journey who are doing it for you know 10 years but also who are like new and so I started the business kids yoga um, and I created this online course and I was working started to work privately with people and I found like like oh my goodness like I really 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 enjoy this and I'm a natural teacher as I know you are as well and um, but teaching something different other than, you know, kids and yoga and also leading teacher training, I was like super jazzed up about it. I was like, wait a second. And so, like I said, for three years, I couldn't even like think about like, you know, transitioning with NGY, but I was noticing that I was doing something that had me feeling really passionate. And, um, after about three years, I was got my, you know, my big girl pants on and I was able to actually have more professional conversations with people. And I got a lot of counsel, um, including from, now we can talk about my father, Stan Commodore, who has been my rock. He has been my hero. He has been my mentor. Um, from day one, when I made that phone call to my parents and I told them I was leaving the classroom, they were both. Um, and especially my dad was like, you know, yes, you can do this. He um, is an entrepreneur himself. He had his own business for, I think it was like 40 plus years, which was a family business. And um, so he had been there from the very beginning. I remember we took a walk and actually, I think the first thing you said to me is like, you're crazy. <laughs> He's like, you're crazy. You got a good thing going. And, uh, and he, you know, and it's true. Next generation, like I had a very good thing going. I mean, the business was thriving. I had a fabulous 
team. Um, we were impacting lives. We're doing good work in the world. The, you know, financials were great. Like it was, it was a good thing. So he was right. I was, I was a little bit crazy, but ultimately underneath that bath, as you know, and this is where the yoga is, right? Like this is the, the truth of listening. It's like my heart had, was ready to move on. Like my, my heart knew that one chapter was getting ready to close and that I didn't no, and I still don't know what the next chapter is opening, but I knew that like that the season was was changing. And so I just was willing to keep listening and to keep talking to people. And I got a lot of, like I said, counsel and professional support and advice. And so for about a year, I mean, I definitely like started talking to people and just like I started making my list of who might be a good person to take over the business. And you know, I, again, was just getting a lot of professional support. I wasn't ready to go with a business broker because I, I really believe that like being a pioneer in the industry, I'm like, I know everyone, like I know who might be a good fit. And so, you know, I had some conversations with people and the right person hadn't come up. And then I decided, I was like, if I'm going to attract the perfect person to take over to marry my daughter, Right, like, and you saying, I'm not sure that's exactly it. I think I adopt. I think I, I put her up for adoption, but or I sold her. Um, I said I gotta like put it out there. Like I got this healthy email list. And so I last August 2018. Um, it took me actually. I remember from January to August, I was like, okay, this is the year. I'm gonna make the announcement. I mean, literally, I started crafting the email in January on my way home from Bali. I was in Bali at the end of 2017, 2018. And, and I wasn't ready until August because as you know, like this isn't just like, I'm just going to do it, this thing. I mean, it really took six years for me actually to get to where I am now. And so I finally crafted this email and I put it out there to the email list and it was so liberating and I felt so like I felt like I was carrying this big secret around because I didn't want people to feel like I didn't love NGY and I wasn't invested in it anymore so I didn't tell people and and literally up until today because I'm still on board to supporting Amy Lee who is the um the owner of Dex Generation Yoga now and so I am very invested and totally believe in the company and and you know wanted to continue to to impact lives and for Amy to win. And so I, I was just like, I was holding this secret. And so putting it out there in August, 2018 felt like, like just like a big exhalation. Like the truth of me was out there. And I know I've held those secrets before, whether it was wanting to leave a, a relationship or wanting to move for a while, you know, from New York to California. And so ultimately like revealing this big truth was like so big and so yoga like this is the yoga off of the mat letting people in letting people support me letting people offer feedback and receiving it and I collected my list through of many people who were interested in the purchase and I had so many wonderful conversations with people and prospective buyers and um basically August through December and then ultimately, Amy Lee showed up into my life in um, end of January. And she says to me, she's like, 
um, you know, I'm, I'm interested in the whole business. I own a yoga studio in Columbus, Ohio, and I'm really looking for, you know, something to, um, that's going to help me to really nurture my passion for, for the youth, um, and for yoga. And so I love what you're doing with NGY. And I was like, all right, Amy, I'm just telling you, like, I'm interested in talking to you. And and I'm really looking for like a gracious or I should say graceful um, sale. Like I'm looking for the process as, you know, I said, it's been six years, three years. I could, So I was like really looking for something that was going to be easeful. And she was like, great. And the whole process that um, from when we had our conversation from the end of January, we signed our contract on my birthday on April 24th. And then we closed May 1st. And so it's been about a month and a half since Amy's been the new owner and it has been graceful and she's wonderful. The, the, the NGY team has been so wonderful in transitioning with her, the community, all of our clients. So it is just, it's been pure grace. And I do believe that is my prayer meditation, my willingness to communicate, my willingness to show up, my willingness to be authentic and to be like real and to speak with and, and with the divine. And so it's just been like a lovely, lovely, now it wasn't always lovely. Like there was definitely times where it was challenging, but it's been a wonderful experience thus far. Uh, I love, I love that. And just that setting the intention of with Amy, Let's do this gracefully, yeah. you know, let's, let's have it be this kind of process. That's, that's yeah. so great. And, you know, Jody Golda, one of the things you, you mentioned again here, and um, I, I, I really want to underscore because I think it's so important in the world we live in. And that is that uh, it's around your authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I shared with you earlier that one of the ways I feel like I know you is because of the way you share yourself, including on social media. Mm-hmm. And I guess that is, that is one of the key ways that I know you. And, um, and with that, and then thinking about the youth out there and even like the yoga of social media, if you will, that one of the things so many people, including our youth are challenged by is that so many of the posts only show the great, my life is great. This is great. And, and yes, you show that you share your wins with us mm-hmm. and you also have some posts that are, you know, are very, um, you know, just very emotional and, um, just revealing of what life is really like. Like, I don't want to say they're bad cause they're not bad. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you reveal the full spectrum of who you are. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, and so if, you know, and how to get a hold of Jody will be in the show notes so you all can follow her and track her and, you know, mm-hmm. call her and invite her on your podcast. Um, but really how important that is and what, uh, and that's also been inspiring for me, right? And how, and then the element of, well, how much do I share? And well, you know, if somebody doesn't like it, they can always, you know, tap out and not mm-hmm. get my post anymore. But there's something I just want to say thank you mm-hmm. um, because it's such, I think, an important important way to show the 
you know, the realm and the space and how we can use social media to communicate authentically mm-hmm. and not just the, you know, the quote unquote good. Yeah. Is there any, anything you'd be willing to share about your kind of the space of how you see and create around social media? Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for the reflection and for the honoring, you know, social media is a very vulnerable space for people. It's, um, it's social, right. And it's with that place where we um, expose ourselves and how we choose to expose ourselves is all in the choice. Right. And I've always, I learned a long time ago from one of my first, um, teachers, um, Robin Lynn, who's no longer with us, um, but she was highly influential for me. And she taught me that my vulnerability is my power and that it is like to let people in because for a while and, and sure. still like I can, I definitely have a, you know, a, a persona that I want people to see me as, but you know, if you look and like I do um, desire to be my authentic self and to have people really know me and I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I was telling um, someone recently, like I'm quick to love. And But what I really want to respond to best is how you say that is like there's choice, right? Like I have people that, you know, I have friends that like are constantly dumpers and they're just like constantly in that negative field and they're just like they're complainers. And then we have the people who are just like, life is perfect. And, and we just kind of like, you know, and it's that middle ground. And this, this probably makes sense and it's obvious, but it's like, how can you really allow people into your world, right? To know you without being too much of this or too much of that, but in the middle. And I always say to people, cause you know, when I, as I coach and as I mentor um, kids yoga and mindfulness entrepreneurs, it's really about um, the visibility, right? Because your your marketing is your your social media is your marketing, and it's do people want to spend time with you, right? And how do they want to spend time with you? And it's attracting them. And so, you know, I always say it's like don't get on there and just dump. Like get to the other side of your experience. Have some wisdom. Have some like this is my learning, and maybe you can relate to it. But don't just come on there and be like a mess, you know, or you could be a mess and be like, and I know I'll get, you know, just whatever you need to do to clean it up in that moment. But like, no one wants to read a mess and be like left in the mess, you know? So it's like, there is that, you know, the, the art of sharing where it's like your, your truth, but it's also like your real, well, it's your truth and your realness. Hmm. Um, so I'm happy to talk to anyone ever if they, you know, are interested in sort of, um, authenticating their social media presence. Um, it's definitely, and, and I feel like sometimes super vulnerable, of course, and raw and putting some stuff up there. And, um, I, I will say I'm currently and loving it. Um, I just recently took a little road trip up to the Pacific Northwest about two weeks ago, and I decided to delete the Instagram and Facebook app. And I'm just like, from my phone and I'm just like, I'm just going to not, and not post about my trip because I wanted to, I really want to go internal and just be with myself. And that, of course, as you know, pulls us. And so I haven't, since I've been back, which has been almost a week, I haven't put it back on my phone yet. And so I'm kind of enjoying it. And eventually I will, because I do love sharing and 
I'm thinking of other ways that I could share like through blogging and stuff. So. Yeah, that's, I love that. And um, I recently did a seven day silent retreat where we didn't have any electronics among other things for seven days. And in the return to getting our phone back, I was like, I don't want to touch it, you know? Um, but some of their coaching was, you know, every time you pick up your phone, like look at that screen and say, and just to be aware and just notice, right. And as you were so eloquently leading us through, um, those moments, like just to notice your breath, notice the taste, notice the smell. And so when you pick up your phone, just notice, are you about to open your phone to distract yourself from maybe a sense of discomfort or disease, disease? Um, or are you di- going to use it to dive deeper, create a stronger connection, that sort of thing. And just to be aware. And yeah. for me, it's been a really nice, even just a pause to even if, if I am going in like, yeah, I'm just kind of bored right now. It's like, well, what else could I do? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I could breathe for a minute. Novel idea. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Uh, so um, any... Anything you want to share about about what's next, where you are now? Thank you. Again, thank you for the inquiry and feels vulnerable to share. Um, but you know, you know me, I'm willing. And um, yeah, so I am currently still working um, with Amy Lee and supporting her and the team and the community um, with the transition of next generation yoga. So that feels great. I will be on board until the end of July, another about month and a half. Um, As well, I'm still mentoring and coaching um, private coaching clients with the Biz of Kids Yoga. And in terms of, um, I, I have it on my, as, as we, you shared in my bio, like I, I really would like to take a sabbatical. Um, I've been reading a lot about um, the meaning of the word sabbatical and the reasons behind why people take sabbaticals. And, you know, we work until we're like 65 and then maybe we get 20 years, you know, of, um, you know, rest or retirement, maybe 15, if you know, for some. And so, I mean, I've already worked, I've worked hard already, you know, 25 years between the 21 with NGY and then three plus um, in the classroom. And so it's like, I just, you know, a lot, what a lot of people do is they, they, they take off a year here and then they, you know, add it on and maybe they retire a little bit later. And who knows what my life is going to be, but like, I feel like this is just a time right now in my life where I would like to experience life without that hustle, without that grind, without that like pushing. And listen, Beth, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a year. I have no idea. I mean, literally, I have no idea. And every morning I sit in meditation and I just, I listen and I ask and I like, just show me you know, and where, like, I, I, I'm living in Oakland, California right now. I have a feeling I'll probably want to go, like, even like, I'd love to talk to you about your seven day silent retreat. Like I'm open. Um, so I'm open to ideas. I'm open to, um, I, I would like to just 
use this time of dismantling this identity that I've had for 21 years in a very conscious way and also really allow my next um, version of me um, to come through in a very clear um, and integrous way. And so I'm just open right now. I, I don't have any like, this is what I'm doing next yet. You know, I might know in a month, I might know in a couple months, so I don't know. And I, I'm, oh, the one thing I'm practicing right now, because I'll be honest, it's a little uncomfortable. Like it's a little uncomfortable dismantling this, this identity of 21 years. And so what I, what I do know is that I'm getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. So that's where I'm at right now. And that's what feels like, like what's next. And I'm open. I know that I love collaboration. I know that I love teaching. I love the the mentorship that I'm doing with, with yoga and mindfulness entrepreneurs right now. And I also am open to something fresh and new coming through. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh goodness. Well, that, um, Yeah, exhale, right? Yeah, and and what really has, and you mentioned it before, but what I'm really sitting with is the like the practice of non-attachment to everything always being great. Yeah. Right? Or that and that feeling and and I've experienced some of that myself and what, what it's like to, uh, you know, when you think about like the water or the sea and when it's very super wavy and maybe then very still, and then when it's just kind of peaceful, you know, and how, what happens when we, when we are accepting of content as a, as a space and of listening. So really, really inspiring, Jody Golda. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. Well, I am, like I said, I, I feel like there's so many other uh, conversations we can and will have. So I hope you'll come back and, mm-hmm. and keep talking. And um, I'm so grateful for, for you, your generosity today, of course, um, and for listeners having the opportunity to be with you. And really, again, for all all that you've created and been and this being you are gracefully with intention cultivating. So thank you. Thank you for seeing me. So grateful for you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to join us and share this podcast and share the mindful breathing tools and moments you learned today. Really, you know, one breath, one tool can change someone's life. So, so pay that forward. So be amazing and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for joining my mom and her guest on The Amazing Way. Hi, this is Cole, Beth's son. And for more information on bringing mental hygiene or mindfulness 
yoga on and off the mat, her award-winning bilingual resources, and other programs into your home and school, check out yoginos.com. Be sure to share this podcast, and remember, you are amazing.